Hey, welcome back to A Verse, A Comment, A Prayer, A Blessing. Today is January 11th, 2024. Um, Yesterday, I was working on a new project related to this publication, this newsletter. Uh, I hope to have more details about that, uh, hopefully next week, if not next week, the following week, where uh, I'm going to be taking these devotionals and continuing in them and uh, allowing them to be available to everyone, Um, but then also expanding this resource to include uh, some deeper reflections, um, some membership, subscription opportunities uh, to go go deeper, not just in devotional studies, but in um, theological, biblical uh, reflection upon... uh, our world and the different issues that we are facing. And so I spent some time working on that in lieu of recording um, yesterday, and I may do that uh, tomorrow as well. I'm just trying to think of ways to best resource you and uh, the broader church uh, in light of God's Word. Um, um, a verse, a comment, a prayer, a blessing will remain available. I'm just trying to sort out uh, what that's going to look like um, to add uh, new material and opportunities um, for you and others to to grow and understand God's word more deeply. Uh, again, on a on a biblical, theological, and ethical framework, thinking about the ways that Christ, His Word, His Gospel um, interfaces. Uh, interacts with, engages, um, critiques uh, the culture that we live in. Uh, but for now, uh, every um, every one of these devotionals of a verse, a comment, a prayer, blessing, um, will continue through the study of the book of First Samuel. So this morning we are looking at First Samuel chapter one, verses nineteen through twenty-eight, and I'll invite you to study those uh, with me this morning. So I'm going to read those, make a few comments, invite you to pray with me, and then pronounce a blessing, a benediction over us. So 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 19-28. through 28. Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord and then went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah, or Elkanah, depending on how you want to pronounce that, made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. When her husband Elkanah went up with his, uh, with all his family to offer the annual sacrifices to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, After the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always." Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli and said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as assuredly as you live, I am the woman who stood before you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord 
has granted me what I asked him. So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. A few comments. So I was thinking about this passage. Um, I just kind of wondered if, if you maybe are ever like me. Uh, often or we pray to the Lord to do something. So how often do we pray for the Lord to do something? Then when it happens, we forget that we had prayed for it. Maybe that's not a regular occurrence in your life, but if I'm being honest, I tend to pray, see the request fulfilled, then attribute my reception of that fulfilled request to my own efforts or intellect. This, however, is not what Hannah exemplifies in today's passage. The author of 1 Samuel draws attention not only to the human agency that led to Hannah's pregnancy with Samuel, So the passage says Elkanah knew or made love to his wife, Hannah, so there's human agency. But it also draws attention to how um, the Lord remembered Hannah's request. To be sure, as Old Testament scholar Bill Arnold noted, God's remembering someone in the Old Testament does not mean that he had forgotten them, only that his memory is consistent with his promises, and that he will take action. So the focus here, then, is not on God's omniscient, true as that may be, but rather on his faithfulness to his people, which is, uh, in this case, was Hannah. Hannah responds to God's answer to her prayer by fulfilling her vow of dedicating Samuel, her son, to the Lord's service. The story of 1 Samuel picks up here picks up from here. I mean, it gets you start to see things moving a little bit more. And it demonstrates God's faithfulness to his people through Samuel, who will serve as kind of a kingmaker of sorts for the people of the Lord. Samuel is going to be the instrument that the Lord uses to uh, anoint and identify the kings of Israel uh, that the people wish for. Uh, so we're going to see that play out in a much larger scale over the course of 1st and 2nd Samuel. As for us, though, in this passage, it teaches us, among other things, that the Lord is ultimately the one who is responsible for answering our prayers. While we may be, we are, responsible agents in the world going about our day-to-day work in keeping with His will for our lives, It is God who causes all of our efforts to bear fruit. We must learn to rest in His sovereignty over us. And to that end, I would invite you to pray with me this morning. Father, we thank you again for your word, and we approach you with the recognition that we make requests, we pray, we entreat you, Lord, but it is ultimately you who bring about the things we ask for when they are in keeping with your will and purpose for our life. We depend upon you. So, Lord, we ask that even now as we take a few moments to pray, Lord, that we would depend upon you, that we would look to you, and that, Lord, we would honor you in the way that we pray in the disposition of our heart, 
Lord, and that we would remember you as the God who remembers his people. So, Father, even in these few moments, help us to remember you as the God who remembers us and to trust you and to not look to our own efforts or our own strength or our own wisdom, Lord, as the source, Lord, or the or the defining or determining factor in our enjoyment of your blessings. But Lord, but ultimately to you, Lord, we, th- we thank you how you reveal yourself in this passage to us. And I, I pray that even our prayers... Um, in the coming days would be such that when we see you move in our lives in keeping with these answers to prayer, Lord, that you would you would see fit to help us remember and to give you the glory and the honor that you are due as our great sovereign God. We love you, Lord. We bless you today. We ask all these things in the matchless name of Jesus, the one in whom and through whom all your blessings flow to us. Lord, hear us in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now, a blessing from Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Pray that you have a blessed day, that you go in peace, and that you will remember this God, the one who remembers us. Take care. See you again here soon.